My name is Ann Bradley Thomas, and I will be facilitating Praying the Psalms today electronically in place of meeting together on March 15th due to the church closing for coronavirus. There's been a contemplative Sunday school class meeting in the Harlan Room since August 2019. This semester, the class picked Praying the Psalms as our focus to shape and form us, to speak to our hearts and minds, and to draw us to our Creator God. In addition to the Sunday School class, some of us have been reading through the Psalms each day of 2020. So March 15th happens to be the 75th day of the calendar year, and it's the halfway mark of through the 150 Psalms. When we planned out this, the calendar, we picked Psalm 60 to be the one that we read and studied for today. A couple of weeks ago, as I was reading Psalm 60, as part of my reading a psalm a day, um, it happened that it was the morning after I went to hear Father Greg Boyle of Homeboy Industries speak at Memphis Rock. Before starting our practice of praying the psalms, let me expand on Father Boyle as a present-day example of what living a life of psalms might look like. Father Boyle was assigned as a young priest to a church in the middle of two housing projects in L.A. that had eight different fighting gangs in them. His ministry has grown to a $23 million ministry. I read a couple of his books as a way to prepare myself to be a faith encourager in the prisons. There are some men and women from Idlewild who work with HopeWorks and go in the prison and are paired with someone to be a faith encourager. Father Bull's books are wonderful on so many levels, but one way that caught my attention was the humor in his books. I have found that each interaction with the ladies in prison has also been one filled with laughter. I leave the prison wondering where my laughter and joy are in the midst of my busy life. I learned a great trip from tip from Nancy Graham watching her interact with my children. She asked them at dinner, what did you laugh at today? I realize I often ask task-oriented questions to them now that they're teenagers instead of the ones that bring out emotions. I now follow her lead and ask my boys when I pick them up, what did you laugh at today? Father Boyle in person was one of the most humble men I've ever met and one that openly teared up during each story he told. In his stories, he cried and he also found humor in them. Father Boyle wears his feelings on his sleeve and is an example to me to let my guard down and be more willing to cry and to laugh. The Psalms also teach you to develop raw honesty of emotions. The thing that, the thing that Father Boyle said that stayed with me the most from that lecture was, how can we seek a compassion that can stand in awe at what people have to carry rather than stand in judgment and how they carry it. Let me repeat that again. How can we seek a compassion that can stand in awe of what people have to carry rather than stand in judgment at how they carry it? Solitude is where I am reminded of my place on this earth in relation to others. Solitude is where I'm reminded of my place in God's home, my place in the loving, loving God's home. In Psalm 73, it says, Thou dost hold my right hand. 
As you enter this time of reflection and silence today, allow yourself to feel God's presence as near as your right hand, as near as your breath, as near as your beating heart. Rest for a moment reflecting on what you are seeking in silence today. If you have a candle, light it as a reminder that our goal is to interact with the Creator God using these psalms as a guide. If you get distracted today, look at the candle as a way to bring your focus back to God. Before we begin, spend a moment centering yourself to this time today. Breathe in as deeply as possible while counting to four slowly in your mind. Exhale slowly while counting to four. Repeat this as you inhale and exhale deeply five times. Now allow your breath to return to normal. Gratitude is the foundation of our relationship with God. Focus your mind on each of the following parts of your body. Be grateful for them, whatever the state they're in today. Be thankful for your forehead. Be aware of your eyes, your face, and jaw the back of your head, your scalp, your neck, and shoulders, your arms, and your hands, your legs, and knees, and feet. Continue relaxing to this moment today, this moment in time you have it's not the past and is not the future. Before I open us in prayer with words from Christine Vulture's painter woven into them, spend a minute offering to God your own prayer. Dear Divine Creator, I do not understand this world you created. I do not understand severe weather. I do not understand poverty. I do not understand how the women in prison find so much to laugh about. I do not understand the coronavirus. Let my focus today be on this moment in time. Let me put aside my questions and fears and rest in your presence. Let me rest in this present moment now and feel your love, your peace, your hope. Remind me that in the Hebrew scriptures, the promise of your abundance is often conceived as a blossoming in the desert, in that harsh landscape a flower bursting forth from the dry land is a symbol of divine generosity, fruitfulness, and hope. Remind me today that hope is a stance of radical openness to the God of newness and possibilities. 
Remind me that when we hope, we acknowledge that God has an imagination far more expansive than ours. Amen. This month, we have been focusing on Lament Psalms. The theme for the month was picked because of the season of Lent. But now, that all that's happening in the world, a Lament Psalm seems even more a place to look for how to pray to God. We are accustomed to coming before God with a long laundry list of petitions, a list of people we care for that have needs, or other things that are real concerns for us. Praying the Psalms has shown me that I need to do more of spending long enough in prayer, long enough in silence before God, to learn to listen to what the Divine Creator has to say to me and to the human race. In silence, we learn to come before God like my children come before me. My boy's first longing is to be loved for who they are, to be loved for how they are feeling in their messy teenager ways, and to be loved for where they are in life. They don't seek a parent who's waiting for them to change in order to love them. I believe the God of all true religions is based on a God who loves us in the condition we're in. So I sit so as you sit in silence today, sit before a God who loves you unconditionally. Today we will read the Psalms three times. Then you will have an extended silent time for reflection and prayer. Each reading will be from a different version. One will be the NRSV, which, you've used, which you're used to reading. One will be from the Book of Common Prayer, which was translated so it could be used for reciting out psalms in unison or chants. The last version will be from Nan Merrill, which was written to be a companion to the Hebrew Scripture, one age speaking to a later age. Psalm 60 was written by David. David prayed, it in, prayed in prosperity when things were good. David also prayed in adversity when things were bad. David prayed his feelings to God. David prayed his distress. Psalm 60 is a prayer of community for help after suffering devastating defeat. It has a very long title, which a lot of psalms don't have, and a long intro that sets up the situation that the psalm was written in. It's, the psalm is called the Prayer for National Victory After Defeat. And the description says, To the leader, according to the lily of the covenant, a mictum of David for instruction when he was struggling with Let me start over. To the leader, according to the lily of the covenant, a mictum of David for instruction when he was struggling with a rare neranium and with Aram Zeruah, and when Jacob on his return killed 12,000 Edomites in the valley assault. As you listen to the psalm today, ask yourself, what is the situation? How does David see God? What does David know about God? Does David put his hope in God? O oh God, you have rejected us, broken our defenses. You have been angry, now restore us. You have caused the land to quake, you have torn it open. Repair the cracks in it, for it is tottering. You have made your people suffer hard things. 
You have given us wine to drink that made us real. You have set up a banner for those who fear you to rally to it out of the bowshot. Give victory with your right hand and answer us so that those whom you love may be rescued. God has promised in his sanctuary. With exultation I will divide up Shechem and portion of the vale of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my washbasin, on Edom I hurl my shoe. Over Philistia I shout in triumph, who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go out, O God, with our enemies. O grant us help against the foe, for human help is worthless. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Now I'll read from the Book of Common Prayer, and we will again rest in a short period of silence before the last reading. O God, you have cast us off and broken us. You have been angry, O take us back to you again. You have shaken the earth and spit it open, repair the cracks in it, for it totters. You have made your people no hardship. You have given us wine that makes us stagger. You have set up a banner for those who fear you to be a refuge from the power of the bow. Save us by your right hand and answer us, that those who are dear to you may be delivered. God spoke from his holy place and said, I will exalt and partial out shall come. I will divide the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet and Judah my scepter. Moab is my washbasin. On Edom I throw down my sandal to claim it. Over Philistia I will shout in triumph. Who will lead me into the strong city? Who will bring me to Edom? Have you not cast us off, O God? You no longer go out, O God, with our enemies. Grant us your help against the enemy, for vain is the help of man. With God we will do valiant deeds, and he shall tread our enemies underfoot. I will now read Nan Merrill's version, but this time we will rest in silence for six minutes. I encourage you to practice listening before praying during this time. Remember, you will have distractions because you're human. Don't waste this time giving those distractions your attention. Try to repeat the word or phrase that stuck out to you to bring your attention back to God. You might spend this time to write out a response of your own to God, a psalm of your own. You might start by listing all the ways human health is worthless. And let your lament turn to hope by remembering a time when you felt God's nearness, God's love, God's support. Psalm 60 O oh, beloved, why do I believe that I can separate myself from you? feeling like an alien in a foreign land. 
Oh, that I might return to light. You know how I tremble with fear. Help me to break down the walls, to let go of illusions, for I want to stand tall. You've allowed me to suffer hard things. You have not prevented my downfall. You, who are love, gave me leeway to choose, to wander far from home. Oh, my beloved, be gracious unto me. Welcome me, welcome me back into new life. Hear my prayer. The Comforter came to me. With joy you are ever at home in my heart, as I have always lived in yours. You are mine. I belong to you. The broken are blessed with humility. The wayward who turn back walk with me as love. Walk with me knowing love. Let your mind be guided by truth, your heart informed by wisdom. Then you will know peace and joy. Who will enter the heart of love? Who will open their hearts and know the beloved? Who dares to face their fears, to break down the prison walls, to walk with love? Oh, grant us help to answer the call. Strengthen us with pure resolve. With the beloved we shall triumph. With love we shall be set free.
Ask yourself, what did you hear God saying to you in the Psalms today? Where do you find God in the silence? Before closing in prayer, spend a minute offering a silent prayer to God, thanking Him for this time today, thanking Him for your breath, your life. Dear God, thank you that I matter to you today. Thank you that I matter to you every day, not just today. Thank you that you are glad I was born. Thank you that you find worth in me as a child of God. Thank you that the sun rose for me today. Thank you that I do not have to live my life on my own imagination, my own strength, my own knowledge, my own wisdom. Don't let fear grip me. Let me instead focus on grace, compassion, kindness, and love. Let me remember that with you all things are possible. Let me look for new signs and new wonders in nature this week as a reminder your imagination, strength, knowledge, and wisdom. Let me praise your name in my heart and also with my voice. Let me tell others of your love. Amen.